Hello, you're listening to the CZ of Movies. My name is Colin on the C. Joining me after his holiday is Zijan the Z. Welcome back, Zijan. Yeah, to the sun and some weird thing called the World Cup. The World Cup is on. We're all very, very excited. Um, if are we? Are we really? We are both very excited, Zijan. How do you think England's going to get on against Colombia uh, this evening? Uh, well, I hope for my sake at work tomorrow that they win. Excellent. I hope for the sake of all of England that we win. Uh, you, the listener, will know what happened. We do not. I'm very excited. I will be going and watching it as soon as we finish recording this podcast. I imagine you will not be bothering. Nope. Excellent. Um, today we are talking about films directed by women. Uh, we may well be talking about the films of Kate Blanchett, uh, doing a quiz on the Ocean's films, and much, much more. More. Yes, um, starting with <laughs> lots and lots of news. Give me some news. So, speaking about um, films directed by women, Greta Gerwig. Oh yes, is writing and directing a famously, new... famously a woman. Yes, definitely. Um, and sure. a, and a director. I'm pretty certain our listeners got that. <laughs> In case they could work out the link. She's directing a new Little Women movie. She is. And already in talks to star Saoirse Ronan, Emma Stone, Meryl Streep, and Timothy Chalamet. So, a good cast run up, really. Actually. That's a great cast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realise. It's apparently it's the 150th anniversary, is it? Or the 75th anniversary? Some sort of anniversary. I have no idea when Little Women was written. Um, of, of the book this year. And so they've been. There's, there's another film coming out this year starring Leah, uh, Leah Thompson of mm. Little Women. And apparently the BBC did a, did a um, Little Women thing like fairly recently. Have you read the book or seen any of the film adaptations before? I have not. Oh, okay. It's Don't like Pride and Prejudice. Is it? How, Kinda. How is it? I think I, I've seen clips uh, of... Pro, ooh, I don't know which one. Maybe the winner and the rider one. Well, there are five daughters. It's the same thing. Okay, name the daughters. Let's go. There's uh, Jill. There's Meg. I think that's Mary and the one who died. That's uh, Beth. Died. Beth, died. Beth, Beth dies. I learned that from friends. Yeah. Uh, although apparently she doesn't die in. in uh, this, is, this is what Simon has told me. Uh, Little Women was published as a single volume in America and she dies in that. But in Britain it was published as two different volumes and she doesn't die in the first one. There you go. Who knows whether she'll die in this? <laughs> um, anyway, it's quite likely. Um, it's quite easy to work out who's playing who anyway. Um, so she's nope. most likely playing Joel, um, who is the main sister. And Emma's probably going to play Meg, who's the elder sister. Timothy Chalamet will be, uh, or Chalamet will be Laurie, I yep. guess. Is that, that's the bloke, isn't it? Yeah, the guy next door. And obviously Meryl Streep will play the mum. So that means we're still looking for a Beth. The one who mm. dies. The one who dies, yes, as, as her name is in the original novel. <laughs> Here's my sister, the one who dies. <laughs> Uh, speaking of people who are dead, um, there's going to be a new Spider-Man film, and we know, now know the title, Spider-Man Far From Home. Who comes up with these names, to be fair? Uh, I guess it's some combination of Sony and Marvel. It sounds quite a Sony. So the previous one was Homecoming, there seems to be a home theme. Uh, does this mean it's going to be off in space? I mean, I mean the Homecoming previously, I guess it was to do with... It was. I mean, there must be some subtleties behind it. I mean, they had a homecoming dance they had to do. It, it sounds like it should work on more than one level, but I'm not sure it does. It did, doesn't it? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> what, what part of it was a homecoming? It's not like, I guess, Spider-Man returning to Marvel. But oh yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, 
and still, maybe he's finding his home in the world by being a superhero, which he already was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, there you go. Far from home. Why not? Eh? I might be honest. It makes a change from Spider-Man Two or the Amazing Spider-Man Two. So. Or Spider-Man Homecoming Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it was never going to be called that. No, <laughs> they can't really do that again, can they? Like, oh, so let's throw another homecoming dance, given yeah. that the first one failed. Yeah, I can't, well, did they have the dance? They probably didn't, did they, after all that crashing around the Washington Monument? Well, he didn't go for a dance, did he? He didn't, but that wasn't the homecoming. Oh, who cares? Um, you got any more news? <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about Spider-Man and Spider-Man spin-offs. Oh, yes. So, um, Jared Leto. We'll be joining yeah. uh, the Spider-Man universe, playing Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound too enthusiastic <laughs> about it. So Jared Leto, uh, as we all know, plays the wonderful Joker in the DC universe currently. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and now he'll be joining... And he's got like six Joker films lined up or something. Uh, well, one that's not played by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, but he's, he's going to be in Harley and the Joker and he's going to be in Birds of Prey probably and he's rumoured for the Batman. Oh, yes. um, is it true, Zizan, is it true that this vampire character uh, mm-hmm. sometimes takes his clothes off and it's called a Morbius strip? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on that joke all week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does go around bare-chested mm-hmm. quite a bit, so yeah. It, it, there you go. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, uh, this whole Spider-Verse that doesn't include Spider-Man, probably, it's going in some weird directions. I mean, Well, it hasn't gone anywhere yet, has it? Oh, this thing. We've, got this, we've got Venom, we're going to have this. Apparently Silk is in development. I don't know anything about Silk. Uh, so she's a Korean-American high school student in Peter Parker's class who one day just happens to be bitten by the exact same radioactive spider that bit Peter. That's, that's careless, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Letting the spiders loose. <laughs> Wow, but this, I, this, but this is big for uh, this is big for Asian superheroes though. This is uh, yeah, this is the, a, the first one, I guess. Well, this it's all so thematic about. It. I mean, in fairness, we're mainly talking about films directed by women, but we, we might we might talk briefly, Sejan, about the the race, sex, and superhero movies uh, thing we we went to. Oh yeah, we did. That was a long so, time ago. It was. It was a while time. ago. Yeah, but we'll come on to that. Um, speaking of white men, uh, Jonathan Kasdan, is he white? I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> is uh, is writing Indiana Jones Five, allegedly, um, which is already going to miss its. I think it was due to come out in like twenty nineteen, and now it's been pushed back. Is this the one that Harrison um, Ford is not? Oh, he's in it. He's doing oh, okay, it, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, allegedly, he only agreed to be in Star Wars Seven if they let him make another Indiana Jones. That's what okay. I mean, like, I didn't see the past four in the okay. films. So right. But this is the one. Yeah, this is the one that's going to change it all. Definitely. Uh, so Jonathan Kasdan, he's the son of Lawrence Kasdan, he co- who, who wrote um, Empire Strikes Back. He co wrote Solo uh, with his dad. So there you go. If that's if that's not going to entice you in, I don't know what is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never been a massive Indiana Jones fan. They're good fun, I guess. Uh, to be honest, I thought the fourth one was... I didn't think there was anything wrong with the fourth one that wasn't also wrong with the first three, which is a fairly unusual view. But um, Shiloh yeah. both played his son, didn't he? Uh, he did. So I'm guessing he's I coming back. I would not expect to see him back. <laughs> 
No, I don't think he's going to... I'm sure they'll try and set up an Indiana Jones kind of follow-on. Like, hey, you're the... Well, they even did that with Charlotte Booth. He picked up the guy's hat. He picked up Harrison Ford's hat. And they had this, hey, can't have the hat, Junior. So I imagine there'll be someone who picks up the whip or something like that. Maybe he has another son that's not a bit... Yeah, probably. ...crazy in real life. Yeah, I, I mean, but it's based on what Jonathan Casson did with Solo. I imagine there'll be all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, um, imagine how Indiana Jones got his names. Well, you know I got his name. Um, he got his name because he, he named after the dog. They'll probably bring it up then. Yeah, the dog will appear. <laughs> Still so how, alive, yeah, how, 60 years later. So how do you get a name, Indy? Oh, look. The we're, called called the, we're, we're called the dog Indiana. That's my that's my Sean Connery impression. It's pretty bad, but there are no S's. Um Let's move on. What you got? What else you got? Uh, John Krasinski. Oh yes. Will be returning for the sequel of A Quiet Place. What? So I know, right? So the spoilers alert. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, no, that that can't be true. Well, it says that he'll be starring in it, but who knows? But spoilers what? alert for people who have not seen A Quiet Place yet. <laughs> He's uh, dead. Yeah, he kind of died in the previous. He's so dead in the film. Yeah. <laughs> he got killed by a big monster. But the thing it was is, a great. It was a great scene, actually. It was my favourite scene of it that film. It was a really good scene. Yeah, I enjoyed that scene a lot. Well, the, they can't undercut that. I know. It's like it's one of those films that, you know, movie, movie producers say, oh, this was this made so much money previously, so let's do a sequel of it. But I thought it ended where it should. I mean, there should sure be not, a sequel. Sure he's not, you sure he's not just back to direct? Um, I'm pretty certain it's back to star, but... Who knows? This feels okay. this feels like it's not true. Okay, okay, I've given false <laughs> news, guys. I'm, this I'm this has it. not happened before. We're, so, we're, <laughs> so many times. Um, the, uh, we're going to come back to it in a few weeks or months. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll clarify things for you in when then. Yep. Uh, huge news, Zijan. Huge news for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I have no intention of seeing. But Jim Carrey is playing Doctor Robotnik. I don't know if it's a voice role or whether he's going to, I don't know, suit up. Um, that's this. I don't know what's going on with this film. Who wants this? Who wants Jim Carrey <laughs> to be in a film? But there you go. Yeah, because, you know, there's, there's a huge following of Sonic the Hedgehog, clearly. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, everyone everyone loves a bit of... I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't come... Maybe it has. I'm not in touch with the gaming community. Maybe Sonic is huge. I've got no idea. No, Jim Carrey certainly isn't. And, and obviously, there's a huge history of great um, films based on video games uh, that they yeah. can. Um... What's your favorite hedgehog-based film? <laughs> <laughs> this could be it. This could be the one. <laughs> what happened to that Tetris trilogy they're going to make? Is that still happening? <laughs> I have no idea, Colin. I have no idea. It's probably with the Settlers of Catan. Oh yeah, that's coming up. So many more questions than answers at the moment. <laughs> uh, one day, one day, Colin. No, one yeah, day, yeah. you know, we can go into like a, a pitching meeting and say, yeah, let's just throw Monopoly in. Let's throw Scrabble in. I'm sure they were talking about making a Monopoly movie. Actually, didn't they? Did they make a Monopoly movie? <laughs> Probably have. <laughs> There was going to be something about a guy who... Yeah, they, oh, they didn't they made it, but there was this whole synopsis about how he started off really poor, but then he made loads of money um, whilst going around London or Atlantic City or wherever they're facing it. I'd watch that. Yeah. That's 
There you go. That's my pitch. Monopoly. Boggle the movie. Yeah. I'd watch, I'll watch I don't that. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how that would work, but boggle the movie. The mind boggles. There you go. That's the tagline. Um. <laughs> yeah, let's not encourage this train any, long, any further, Colin. Hey, if they want to pay me. Um, <laughs> yeah, quit. I'll take it. You got any more news? <laughs> Um, other, other than the forthcoming Boggle movie that apparently was now happening. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, your yes. best friend. My best friend, Robert Zemeckis, yes. Okay, will be directing. I've, I've just started an improv course. So improv course. Have you? So, so I'm now yes and to everything. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so why are you going to continue on? How do you continue on with that? Uh, yes, uh, Robert Zemeckis is uh, my best friend um, and we're having a joint birthday party this year. There you go. Oh, I've, cool. I've only, I've only just started... I've only just started the course. <laughs> no, that's brilliant though. But anyway, there's nothing okay. to do with this films whatsoever and no one cares about your personal life on this part. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. Okay, carry on. Robert Zemeckis uh, will be directing Roald Dahl's The Witches movie. Will he really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, with Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Cuaran producing. That's one hell of a dream team, that is. I know, right? Um, I'm pretty certain there was a film based on the witches already. There was, starring Angelica Houston as, as one of the witches. And wasn't uh, Mr. Bean in it as well, Ron Atkinson? I don't I've not actually seen it, actually. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah, um, The Witches was quite a creepy book when I read it. Um, mm. It's actually really dark, but most of uh, Rodal's books were dark. In places, yeah. We, so. we did a Roald Dahl quiz back in the early days of the podcast, didn't we? We did, we did. And I'm yeah. pretty certain there was a question on the Witcher's film as well. There. I think there was. The kid turned into a mouse. Doesn't he stay as a mouse in the book? He does, oh. and it was oh. quite sad. <laughs> like in, in, the, in the book, right? It, it was all about him being happy because his grandmother was quite old, and mice did not have. He was right? happy. Be- he was happy because his grandmother was old. Yeah, because his All grandmother right. was quite old that she didn't have a long lifespan and because mice did not have a long lifespan, they could live their remaining days together. Good Lord, that but, guy's got problems. I know, right? <laughs> it's so depressing. I was like... <sighs> well, I mean, okay. I mean, it's nice that he likes his grandma, but that's... No, that's weird. <sighs> Roald Dahl was weird. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. Um... Eurovision, Zizan. Do you watch Eurovision? You start me this kind of guy who'd watch Eurovision. Um, no. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> I used <laughs> need to, to, but you need, to you, you need to go to an improv course. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe you'll be watching the Will Ferrell film Eurovision, which he's apparently making for Netflix. Uh, we don't know much about it at the moment, other than it's called Eurovision. It's presumably going to be about Eurovision. Is Will Ferrell going to put on a very bad accent? Like he tends to do. I, I imagine he'll do a uh, American who's confused by the whole thing ends uh, up, uh, no, appearing for Bulgaria. I think it's one of those I'm, things, right? Eurovision confuses the Americans a lot. It confuses me a lot as well. It can, I just, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is pretty confusing, I guess. Um, yeah, we we like a bit of our ironic uh, enjoyment, but I, I imagine it being Will Ferrell, this film will be okay for the first forty minutes, and then it'll go way over the top. Uh, and this is not Adam Sandler, right? That's true. He's still got his like eight film Netflix deal or whatever it was. I think. Um, yeah, I've not seen any of them. No, no one has. Um, <laughs> uh, the, yeah, this. I mean, this doesn't sound like a good good idea. Yeah, but who knows, right? Like, like Game Night didn't sound like a good idea. Sure, it did. <laughs> no. I watched. It, I watched it again yesterday. Actually. <laughs> um, great film. And, but it sounds like. I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I trust Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams at all. 
do a better job of this than Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Going more? Uh, there is going to be a film on Cats, the musical. Is there really? Yeah, okay. and uh, Tom Hooper, the guy oh, yes. who did Lemmys. Lemmys, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is uh, and the set, King's Speech, are they? Yeah, it's set to direct it, and um, and it's set to cast Anne Hathaway as well. Yeah, as yeah. one of the cats. Yeah, as one of the cats. They they did Lemmys together, and obviously Anne Hathaway won her Oscar. Oscar, from and she's well. played, and she's played Catwoman. So this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, do you say perfect? <laughs> I have no memory of saying that. Uh, this is <laughs> well, this, this this podcast very quickly just degenerated into a, into bad puns. <laughs> we started with such high hopes. Um, Did have you seen the musical Cats before? No, I but I have watched the uh, the sitcom Caroline in the City, in which one of the main characters is in Cats. So I have a vague idea of what goes on from that. Yeah, there's not much of a storyline in Cats. Um, Okay, so they're just a bunch of cats. Yeah. It's based on um, T.S. Eliot thing, isn't it? Yeah, T.S. Eliot poem. That's the thing. It's based on a poem. And it's about a bunch of cats deciding who will go up to Heaviside Lair to be reincarnated, basically. And what? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the story. You know, cats have nine lives, etc. and all that kind of thing. Okay, things. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, and the whole musical is about each individual cat um, describing themselves and explaining their traits. Is one of the cats called McCavity? Is that something There else? is a cat called McCavity. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the most famous song from it is Memory. Memory. Yeah, yeah. which I'm pretty certain will be sung by Anne Hathaway. That's going to be Anne Hathaway, yeah. yeah. It's like the big song. It's not going to work again at the Academy though, isn't it? She's uh, not going to get a second Oscar. I don't think so, unless, you know, it's a big close-up again. And <laughs> <laughs> no, it's once bidden. Not looking um, forward to this though. Yeah, I'll watch that. Why not? Tom Hoppy's good. Uh, who else is making films? Paul, Paul Feig is making a film um, called Last Christmas, which uh, Emma Thompson will be writing. Oh, okay. That's about, that's about all we know. I think the, the suspicion is that it's... Because Paul Feig, he did Bridesmaid. He, he's kind of a, did a lot of comedy stuff, but apparently he's been doing a bit more straight, a bit darker. So the... Um, did he, I think he did a new Ghostbusters, actually. Mm, which yeah. is obviously a comedy. Um, but the, the, the rumour is that this one's going to be a... Less comic. It's going to be quite a dark film, actually. Okay. Um, so, Last Christmas makes me think maybe someone who's on the who's uh, who's not got long to live or something like that. Um, okay. Who knows? But yeah, Emma Thompson. She's good. Good writer. She's got yeah, Oscar for yeah, writing Sense Sensibility. Yeah, yeah. Wrote Bridget Bridget James's Baby, which was uh, which is good. So yeah, Hi. that sounds like it could be a winner. Could be. Yeah. I have more hopes about that than Cats the Musical. Uh, fair enough, <laughs> but not as high hopes as for Sonic. The Sonic <laughs> Um, got any more? No, that's it from me. I've got quite a feeling. There's a lot really? of so news. Um, well, because I feel third. like I missed out the past, the previous two weeks. Of that's news. true. Yeah. Well, because so our last podcast with me and Simon, um, we recorded very early, so I've got about three weeks of news. Here. Um, um well, if not more, uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Rafe Spawn have joined the cast of Men in Black. Uh, you'll know Kumail Nanjiani from uh, as the writer and star of uh, Big Slip. Um, thank you. The big sick, uh, big sick, big yeah. sick. Uh, and Rose as a British actor, who's been in loads of stuff. Um, the uh, Goose's son in Top Gun Two apparently has um, come down to Nicholas Holt, Miles Teller, or Glenn Powell. I looked up who Glenn Powell was, and I've seen some stuff, but I don't really remember him. Um, well, Miles Teller, I'm a big fan of Nick Holt or Miles Teller in anything. Yeah, I, I was, the last Miles Teller film I've seen. Maybe bleed for this, but I'm a big fan of Miles Teller. Nicholas Holt's always good. 
Um, and what else we got? And uh, the I think this is of news, but it seems to confirm the Black. This leads us nicely into our main topic, although we're not going straight into the main topic. But anyway, uh, the Black Widow director shortlist is now under Kate, Shaw- Kate Shortland, Amma Asante, and Maggie Betts. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, so they've they've definitely gone with a woman director. <laughs> um, which we'll come back to well, but good before we up. do that um, to see or not to Z where we talk about a film that we've recently seen and tell you the listener if you see it or should not Z it uh, and have you seen a film Legion? I've seen so many films Colin <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. been four weeks since our last podcast um, but I'm going to give uh, brief quick sentences reviews on them okay but for because the first thing is I've seen Incredibles 2 already <laughs> I. So our next podcast is Incredibles too. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not going to uh, raise anything about it because we're going to discuss about that. But I've already okay. seen it because Malaysia is much more advanced than the UK. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so other films that I've seen, I've seen Game Night, which you oh, yeah. highly oh brilliant, which you recommended, and I agree, it's it's an excellent film. It's good fun. People isn't it? should watch it. Yeah. yeah, I saw Call Me by Your Name on my flight. Oh, yeah. uh, that's the Oscar nominated film. Uh, early this year, which stars um, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet uh, or Chalamet. Ch- Chalamet. Chalamet. And uh, what's the name of the guy? I can't remember now. Uh, Army Hammer. Yeah, Army Hammer. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a good film. Uh, I don't think it would have won the Oscar. Um, but and I also prefer the book. But it was very. Uh, it was it's a good film. I would recommend watching I it. Was, it. Um, I didn't realize it was written by James Ivory. Um, I didn't realize that he was. So you hear about Merchant Ivory films. I didn't realize he was the Ivory from Merchant Ivory. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. The the new. Well, you're tying you're tying everything back into the news section. I, I know, like right? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Go- Ghostbusters. Um, it's decent. Like uh, I don't get all the hit towards it. Um, I enjoyed it. There were some laughs, and Chris Hemsworth is um funny. <laughs> he can be yeah. very funny. So. It's it's pretty decent. I saw Set It Up as well. That's the last film I have. That's what was that? Set It Up. Set that's, It Up? I don't, I don't know that. That's the Netflix film recently, oh, okay. which has Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs. Oh, the one about getting their bosses to fall in love. Yeah, or the parent trapping thing. Okay. It's, Are you uh, good? it's okay. Like If you like this kind of uh, rom-coms kind of thing, maybe it's up for you. But okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's on the Netflix, so you can always give it a try. Um, I've watched The Mercy, starring uh, everyone's second favourite, Colin, Colin Firth. Who's um, the first favourite? Is Colin Farrell, isn't it? Sijan, <laughs> how could you? How could you? Um, my favourite Colin <laughs> is me. <laughs> uh, that's just how self-centered I am. <laughs> well, okay, no, Colin Firth's much better than me in every measurable respect. Exactly. Um <laughs> Where's my Oscar, eh? Uh, anyway, Mercy, it's good. He plays Donald Crowthurst, who was a British amateur sailor who tried to sail around the world mm-hmm. um, in a competition. He basically realised he wasn't going to be able to do it and uh, hid off and off the coast somewhere. And, uh, well, yeah, it's off the coast somewhere. Anyway, he hid it and kind of just uh, radioed back, lying about where he was, basically, to make it sound like he was doing really well. Uh, it's oh, wow, that's a, that's a good story. No, I like that story. Yeah, it's true. it's a true story. Oh, wow. Um I won't spoil how it how it ends up in case people don't know. I, I kind of vaguely knew about it, but I didn't know all all the details. Um, yeah, kind of first really good. And Rachel Vice plays his wife, and she, she's pretty good. Um, although it's, it's very much a kind of wife of role where she doesn't really get much to do. Uh, it's all his story. 
yeah, no, it's it's, it's quite a tragic. St- I think I think you could play that as a comedy. Um, I mean, it depends on how accurate you want to be. Uh, but no, it's quite a tragic thing because there's always way too expectation on him, and, and he's in fact he's got into these contracts where if he doesn't complete the journey, his his financial backers are going to take his house and his company and stuff. So uh. Is it in the cinema or in Netflix? Uh, this, it came out earlier this year. I've got it on DVD. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I think it came out in February or thereabouts, something like that. I'm surprised I've missed it altogether. Like, I'm yeah, I think about I, it. I don't know if it, even if it came out in America. Um, it, it's, I say it's good, but I think it's a story that's fairly well known over here, um, but um, not at all well known elsewhere. I would have thought. Okay. So yeah, no, check it out. It's good. Uh, right, uh, let's briefly talk then, Sijan, um, about um, race, sex, and superhero movies. We went to a uh, well, let's get some background. So I've mentioned on the on the podcast before my ongoing uh, back and forth with a Sunday Times journalist, Stephen Armstrong, about whether or not Amelia Clark is going to be the most famous British actor of all time. Yep. Um, he's a, he's a decent bloke. I still disagree with him, but um, we've gone back and forth. And he said, "Hey, do you fancy coming to a talk I'm I'm chairing uh, in London called Race, Sex, and Superhero Movies?" I said, why not? He said, do you want to bring someone else? I said, why not? Uh, so I just said, was Zijan, you and I were in a chapel in the back of a house in mid-London. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, to see, and uh, I've written these names down, and uh, there's no way they're ever going to hear this, but I apologise for mispronouncing most of the names. Um, Terry White, who's an Empire magazine editor, um, and ironically enough, was the only white person on the panel. Um, Destiny Ekaraga. Ekaraga, like that, who's a filmmaker, uh, Echo Eshun, who's a writer, and Woodrow Phoenix, who's a comic book writer and artist. Um, so this, this I thought was actually interesting. Um, there was a worry I think we both had that how are you going to do a panel on race, sex, and superhero movies when it's just if it's just four people saying this racial diversity and sexual diversity in, in films is a good idea, yeah. and everyone was saying yes, yes it is. But um, yeah, I yeah. thought it was it's good to hear kind of their experiences of working in the business and how things have been. Uh, the, the kind of the struggles they've faced mm. and the, thing, the, the the victories they've had and things like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's very enlightening, and you can clearly see the passion that they have on the mm. subject as well. And yeah, I was telling I was telling you before that I went to a a, a similar diversity talk on in in the legal system about um, oh, yeah. yeah, and it doesn't compare to this. I thought the the speakers in this were very well, very good. Yeah, and then there's. Eloquent unsurprisingly no one kind of speaking against it saying no we should have more white men um, um so it was i think it was fascinating to hear i mean it talks a bit about black panther and, and how that um, affected them and yeah say three out of four of the panel uh black and kind of saying well that, that you yeah, had never seen that kind of thing before on the screen but mm. also hearing something yeah people said yeah I, I tried to get this made but they wouldn't finance it because it was a black woman directing or and, yeah i had to make this compromise or refuse to make this compromise and what have you no it's um, good yeah, so thank you, Stephen Armstrong. Uh, again, I suspect you're not listening, but uh, appreciate Don't you that. owe him or Colin money? Uh, not yet. We've got to wait to see if Emilia Clark becomes famous. How long is this oh. going to be for? Well, originally we said twenty years, and I think we halved it to ten, and that that was oh, three three years ago, maybe. Okay, so seven more years so, ago. So, so I've got a while. How much would twenty pounds depreciate by then? Uh, I I don't think it's going to cover my train ticket to London to Pro- collect it. Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> oh dear. Right, we move on to the main topic of the day, films directed by women, um, partly inspired by this. Um, I'm not really sure how this is going to work. Cause I, 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 Me I neither. Feel, I just uh, have a list of films that I've seen that have been directed <laughs> by women. <laughs> yeah, and I feel, I'm hoping we're not going to just kind of rattle through a list, but it, maybe we'll get to the end of this and that's all we've done. But um, 
Let's see what happens. So, so I was quite surprised to discover that there is no female director that I've seen more than three films by. Um, Me neither. So you, you kind of hear hear a lot about, yeah, there not being that many uh, women who have the opportunity to direct big films or, or films that get wide releases. And, and hey, there you go. It's true. Um, yeah, well. it's a bit sad though. And and also from, from my point of view, like there were so many, I didn't know there was some of the films um, were directed by women as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like films like American Psycho, I didn't know it was directed by a woman. Yeah, so um, I've got that on my list. That's Mary Harron, who I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, but I have seen American Psycho. So I was um, very pleasantly surprised, and I need to go back and watch a lot of these films again. Yeah, and it's, it's weird, because I guess what I was trying to think is, that, are, are there kind of... Well, linking back to the kind of the Black Widow film, where they, they definitely have a female director, mm. and, and Captain Marvel are going to have a female director, and and it, and obviously Patty Jenkins who did Wonder Woman. I, the question I didn't ask at the time, but I was kind of thinking um, during that panel was, is is that good or is that bad? And and same with kind of Ryan Coogler directing Black Panther, and mm-hmm. saying it's almost kind of saying, well, you're a woman, you get to do the women's films, uh, and you're you're black, you get to do the black films. And I think, well, I, on the one hand, I kind of I, I get that. They have shared experiences, and 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 that makes sense. When the other hand, I think, well, why 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 are you being pigeonholed into that? Why can't Patty Jenkins direct the next Batman? Or yeah, else? I, I, I see your point, but I think it's a good start, though. Like, yes, I mean, like you've seen all, a lot of white men directing women-led films to begin with. Already, there's so many of them out there, out there, rather than other way around. So, I'm I'm okay with having you know those directors directing the films that they have the most in common yeah. with. Because, I mean, can you look at American Psycho, for example, that's that's very much a man's film. It is, definitely. The hero is a man and kind of portraying all the worst possible qualities of, of that you might associate with men. So, yeah, and it's written by a man, the original book, isn't it? And, mm. uh, so I was, yeah, like you, quite surprised to discover that was directed by a woman. And I don't know whether there was any kind of, I guess, presumably the thought process was just, hey, she's, the best one to direct this. Let's let's do that rather than thinking, oh, we need a, a woman to, to see this. I think the, the kind of so what was it? Girls' Girls' Trip was it Girls' Night. Now there's one of the biggest uh, films of last year, and that was kind of yeah, like com- I, comedy aimed at women. Was that directed by a woman? I've got no idea. I'm not sure. I, I didn't see that. But, but it, it's interesting that the Ghostbusters we talked about was Paul Feig, wasn't it? So it that, was. Yeah, it? exactly. And Bridesmaids was Paul Feig as well. Of course it was. Yeah. So. Um, um, I'm just looking up. Yes, yeah, so, so Girls Trip was directed by a bloke, Malcolm D. Lee, whoever he is. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of films with uh, which are female centric have been directed by blokes for a while now. Hmm. As I said, so I'm okay with women taking the reins. Yeah, of course, of course. Hmm. And but then you look at things. So things like, um, what I've got here. So. Well, let's go for the Bridget Jones films, the first and, and third Bridget Jones mm-hmm. film directed by Sharon Maguire. And I, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good thing that, that, that they were because I think it's, it's a very much a woman's story that probably can't be understood. In the same, again, it's written, an original book written by a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and the script, I think, Emma Thompson wrote both of the, well, she never, no, she didn't write the first one, but wrote the third one. Um, I, those are definitely the two best Bridget Jones films. Uh, <laughs> After three Bridget Jones films, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So have you seen Have you seen Bridget Jones, baby? Uh no. It's good. Um, it's got I, Colin Firth in it. Yes, your second favorite Colin. My second favorite Colin. He's up. So it doesn't have Hugh Grant, sadly, but um, that's so Patrick it, Dempsey, wasn't it? 
Patrick Flippin' Dempsey. Mm-hmm. American. Who cares about Patrick Dempsey? Apparently lots of Americans. Uh, he's no Colin Firth. <laughs> um, two out of the three Pitch Perfect films are directed by women. Which is fair enough, yeah. And I did enjoy the Pitch Perfect films. They are a guilty pleasure. Uh, at least the first one was. The second one was not quite so much. No, and the third one is, is about the same as the second choice. But... Um, I know the fact that both of those kind of it's the it was good to see kind of so Elizabeth Thanks and Trish C both of whom had directed before I think it was Trish C's only had but it's kind of fairly young in their directorial careers so it was good to see them getting opportunity on a fairly big uh, big film yeah you, you raise a good point though so I'm, I'm going through my list right now on films directed by women to see which are more female centric and which are not and it's true a lot of the films that are directed by women are Highly focused on the, the woman, characters. So I guess so. I'm talking about race and, and and sex as well. So we talked to there's kind of the first Asian superhero, mm. uh, Silk. I, I don't know who they're looking at for that. I mean, but as an Asian, Asian, would you would you think that was important to have an Asian director, or would you not care? Or well. It would be nice to have some Asian directors they are not Ang Lee. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Ang, Ang Lee was the only one that was immediately springing to mind. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, Ang Lee directs pretty much every genre of film, though. Yes, he's, he does keep busy. Um, <laughs> he does. Uh, sure, but sure, there's, there's, sure James, sour. there's um, James Wan now. Oh, the yeah, because of Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. Um, Justin Lin, is he American? Asian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fast and Furious films. Yeah. So there are um, a few up and coming directors, but I don't know of any female Asian directors. Lucy Liu has started directing, I think. Oh, has she? Uh, well, she, she directed one of the. Oh, is it one of, one of the Jessica Jones film, uh, Jessica Jones episodes, I think. So no, okay. Quite, um, not actually not high level, but um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of um directors on the TV scale, where hmm. you are involved in an episode, but not on a on a film scale. Like I I'm not sure how. You know, movie studios are willing to throw a lot of money on an unheard of director, or even some someone who has only done TV for now. Well, that's the thing, because I think they are increasingly are. But this is one of the things that came up in the panel is that it seems to be a lot more willing with men uh, than with women. Yeah. But so, you, so you look at the Star Wars. I mean, they haven't obviously with JJ Abrams, but I mean JJ Abrams came from came from TV. But yeah, Colin Trevorrow was lined up, and obviously he didn't. He didn't do it in the end. But um, Ryan Johnson only made three films before. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Trank, again, was being promoted, but then they fired him as well. Um, you've got the Russo brothers for, for Marvel. They'd barely made any... I'm, not sure, I'm sure they had made a film, but they were much better known for TV um, uh, than That's they were true. for film. That's true. So this, it seems to be increasingly... Um, well, yeah, Colin Trevorrow, obviously, with, with Jurassic World. On big budgets, they'll take a, an indie director who's made one or two films, and they'll give them that opportunity. But it seems to be... They're keeping the reins on pretty tight sometimes, mm-hmm. so maybe it's kind of we we know what we want and you can do it, as opposed to we want your fresh ideas. But yeah, I can't think of equivalent uh, female director apart from yeah, maybe Trish or something like that. But um, yeah, they they are rarer to come by. Um, so we've got a few, well, not that many, but a few kind of who've moved from acting to directing. So um, Jodie Foster uh, is doing some directing now. She did The Beaver, which I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only one of hers I've I've seen. It's the one with Mel Gibson, wasn't it? That's it, yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and, and the late uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, no, I think that's really good, actually. Uh, it's a Mel Gibson, kind of um, a mere culpa, but he's he's very, very strong in it. 
Uh, again, not a female-centric film. I think Jodie Foster's been around the film industry for for so long. She knows what she's. She knows people, doing. though. That's the thing. She she has the context to be able to get. Con- yeah, and she knows film, and and why not? You get. I guess you get quite a lot of actors of that generation who who move to the other side of the camera. Yes, um, that's how how it usually happens. <laughs> well, it's interesting that people like Reese Witherspoon and Natalie Portman. I think Natalie Portman has directed, but they've both gone much more into producing than they have directing. Yeah, but they are producing very female-centric films as well, though. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, well, because... Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Reese Witherspoon's uh, film studio did... Was it The Walk? The, the one where she walked? <laughs> uh, wild. Wild, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Natalie Portman, I, I think she might have done Jane Got a Gun and um, Friend, Friends and Zombies, I think she was going to be producing. I'm not sure she did in the end. Hmm. We, well, we, which is a good thing. It encourages um, more actresses uh, to have meteor roles. Um. Yeah, and I guess both Sunny Natalie Foreman and, and I guess Reese as well have kind of just been tired of why do we not have more power as as, mm. as women or as, or as actors? Yeah, yeah. So let's just do it. And I guess producer is, is where the power is compared to directors on, on some of these things. Um, we talked about Greta Gerwig earlier. Um, the only film of hers I've seen is Lady Bird, which is which is excellent. Oh, I love um, Lady Bird. It's probably one of my one of my favorite films from the Oscar nominees. Yeah, I'd, I'd say um, I Tonya might be my favorite, but Lady Bird probably second. Yeah, it's it's so good. Love that so much. And again, that's that's the story of a girl, and you think suddenly because it's such a personal narrative, you think yeah, someone who who has those shared experiences is is the right person to to make that. And Greta Gerwig was the fourth, only the fourth woman to be nominated for a Best Director Oscar, wasn't she? I believe she was the fourth, yeah. Um, so I've not actually seen any Catherine Bigelow films. Me neither, um, which who, is a shame. Who, yeah, she won, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Sophia Coppola, I guess, is one of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen Lost in Translation, which is which is very good, and Marie Antoinette, which is bad. Uh, I've not seen her other stuff. Um, I mean, she got this stuff, I guess, because of her family... Uh, originally, although she's certainly proved her worth since then. Yep, but, um, exactly. After Francis Ford, and is she, isn't she cousins of Nicolas Cage or something? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be too surprised with that. Yeah, well, Nicolas, Nicolas Cage Ke- is involved in the Coppola family. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, he is married to a Coppola. If he directed a film, that would be insane. I wonder if he has. Um, what else we got? Uh, we're going a bit more listy now. But uh, Sam Taylor, Sam Taylor Johnson, um, who. He directed Nowhere Boy, which is not female-centric at all, but is um I think it's a very good film. It's sort of uh, young John Lennon. She also directed uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey films. Oh uh, yeah, well just the first one I think. Yeah, the first one, which wasn't as great. Have you seen it? Uh, I have no. 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 Still. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, I, I guess this is, and this is probably the point. Is it's film? I, I I could have watched No Boy and not known it was directed by a woman. I could, mm. yeah, wouldn't have directed. And yeah, I guess that's the whole point about pigeonholing. I think, well, there's no no reason why it has to be that kind of film. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't talked about any. Uh, there are three people that I've seen um, three films by on this list. Okay. Um, let's let's start with my near namesake Betty Thomas. Okay. Um, possibly the most surprising on this list because none of these films are good. Um, <laughs> Uh, Doctor Doolittle, which I've seen. Yes, that was her apparently. Well, uh, it's, it's only, not bad. It's not awful. It's not. Yeah, none of these films are bad. They're just not great. Uh, yeah, only you, um, which was a uh, young Marissa Tomei and R- Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is a terrible. <laughs> they're, they're a good couple, but it's um, they seem to be a thing in the. I guess this is probably early nineties, maybe late eighties. Um, romantic comedies where the women particularly were absolutely insane. So um, Marissa Tomei had this thing where she she got told that she would fall in love with a guy with a particular name. I can't remember what it was. Let's say it was I don't know Charles Smith. Um, and so she fervently believed that she could only marry a guy with that name. Okay. Like, and uh, that sounds so dated. It reminded me a bit of um, Serendipity, whereas like this woman met this bloke and said, like, "Oh, if it's meant to be, we'll meet again." It's like, what are you doing? Anyway, I thought it was John Tucker Must Die, which I don't know why I've seen that. <laughs> um, this bloke basically just cheats on three girls, and they decide they've got to kill him. I, I don't think it was kill him, no. embarrass him in some way. I don't no, know. Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah, so there you go. That's um, st- standing for all female directors is Betty Thomas and her three pretty bad films. Um, <laughs> okay, what's next? Uh, Penny Marshall, actually, who is very good, uh, based on these three at least. So uh, she did Big, which is an outstanding film with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. one of his very early ones. Uh, Awakenings, which is uh, not so well known now. I think but it's one of Robert De Niro's Oscar nominations. I don't think he won, but uh, him and um, Robin Williams. Um, it's a true story uh, about uh, Oliver Sacks, and he was working with some patients who were kind of hit, all kind of couldn't move, and then suddenly one day they all could, and then they couldn't again. Um, <laughs> I, that's a terrible description. That, that is film. awful. It's, it's a much better film than that makes it sound. Um, and a league of their own, which I really like actually. Um, so that's definitely female centric because it's about a female baseball team. Uh, Gina Davis, I tell. Madonna's in it, um, as is Tom Hanks. And in, in the American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Great Movie Quotes, they had the line, um, there's no crying in baseball, which got onto that list. Uh, I recommend that film, I think. It's quite moving, surprisingly. Mm. Uh, and uh, Nancy Myers, who did What Women Want, yep. The Holiday, and The Intern. Apparently she's still going. The uh, Intern. Which we both saw fairly recently. Yeah, that was... Yeah. So there you go. I think all three of them are more kind of. I mean, I wouldn't put Betty Thomas either, do, but um, kind of more directors for hire. So particularly Big Awakenings, League of Their Own. There's there's no real through line there. There's um nothing, nothing to connect those films other than I guess Tom Hanks is in two of them. But the one of them's very much a drama. One of them's a comedy, comedy age comedy. One of them's a sports comedy. Hmm. Uh, Nancy Myers, I think, is more typecast. I guess as as kind of romantic comedy. comedy. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Well, I guess the intern wasn't really a romantic comedy, but um, but it definitely wasn't. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, fairly fluffy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was surprised that uh, Nora Ephron wasn't on your list. No, I've only seen two. So I've seen Steve in Seattle and You've Got Mail. Tom Hanks likes to work with female directors. That's what I'm drawing from this. <laughs> good for him, though. Yeah, good lad. Um, I mean, what, what hasn't been said about Steve in Seattle and, and You've Got Mail? I've got nothing new to say about them, but no. they're great fun. Yeah, I've got Julie Taymor um, did Across the Universe, which I've spoken about before, which is very good, um, based on the Beatles songs. Um, yeah, really good actually, good, good, uh, good album as well. Mm. And The Tempest. There we go. Speaking of women doing films, as we are by Shakespeare, that was so so female oriented that they even changed Prospero's character to be Prospera, played by Hendon. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's a bit nothingy that film, to be honest. Um, Felicity Jones in it. I think Russell Brand's in it. But yeah, mm. it's a, it's pretty missable. Don't know much about it. Yeah, so 
from my point of view, as I said, I've got a list of films that I definitely have to watch because I haven't watched yet. Oh, yeah. uh, so one of them was uh, The Hurt Locker by Catherine Bigelow. But yeah. some other films that I've heard of and they're quite big. Um, so there's The Babadook by Jennifer Kent. Oh, yes. So that's the horror film that came out a couple of years ago. I think it's on Netflix right now. And it's a totally different genre than you expect most. Um, yeah, it's a totally different genre together. Yeah, from what we've talked about, isn't it? I mean, I guess that's probably partly because I don't watch horror films. But Mm. it it does seem that new directors quite often move towards horror. I was reading Song of the Empire about this. Like Get Out, I guess. Get Out, yeah, yeah. John Krasinski, I mean, it was his third film. Yeah, that's true. When he did Quiet Place. um, And and apparently the reasoning is they can be quite low budget. Which is is true. That makes sense. Yeah. So even these people, because I think both, um, what's what's the director? It's... uh, Jordan Peele, wasn't it? Who directed Get Out? Yes. Um, both he and, and John Krasinski have said that they're not really horror fans in particular, mm. but that's what they could do. And, and I've not seen Get Out, but, but quite a place is very good. But um, that's probably why those films were good in the first place. Because they don't yeah. follow the whole normal horror the tropes. tropes. Yeah. And I don't know whether... Because I don't, I don't, I don't know whether um, if you look at the kind of whether there's more female directors in horror or fewer female directors in horror. I don't, I, I don't know about horror to to say, mm. but maybe that's a a way in for new people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world got good reviews. Uh, another film that I want, I always wanted to watch by having was uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh uh, yeah, by Lean Ramsey, uh, and that's that is also a different and written by a woman as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that seems far too horrific for me to watch. Um, <laughs> like, I, I've watched a clip of it and it traumatised me. So yeah, yeah, it's quite dark. It's very Did dark. I ever mentioned there's a book about um, science called "We Need to Talk About Kelvin"? Is there? Why? Apparently so. Why, was it based on? It's it. Yes. As in Kelvin, like the temperature scale. It's Kelvin, the temperature scale. Thank you for unpacking that joke for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, you got any more that you were from your list? Uh, I think the the main one that we haven't spoken about was uh, Wonder Woman by Patty Jenkins. Yeah, which is we've talked to death about it, but it's the best DC film by miles. And and this is um, I think one of the things that was hit upon. I think Terry White might have talked about, it, but maybe maybe I think of something else. But uh, so Patty Jenkins had Monster like a decade ago, which did very well, and then she had a film I can't remember what it was that didn't do very well, and suddenly she was people talking about director jail. Um, where you kind of say, well, you, you did a film that no one liked, so no one's going to hire you now. And and the theory seems to be that it's a lot harder for women to get out of director jail mm. than than men. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, Josh Trank isn't going to get another film anytime soon after Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> I actually saw fairness. Fantastic Four again yesterday. Did you? Yeah, it was well, on. You, it was on TV. You had, you had such a go at me for uh, for watching that a second time. I know, and then I was like, oh my god, I. Forgot how bad it truly was. <laughs> it was much worse the second time round. Anything was awful. Yeah, uh, I mean, fairness, Josh Trank. He wasn't just because that film was bad; it's because his attitude and and all the alleged things he did. Mm. So um, I guess he deserves what, he, what he's getting. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a few more on here, but there's no point really going through it. I mean, Lone Sherfig, maybe I mentioned because uh, education was very good, and one day I thought was better than um, uh, than a lot of people said. And Drew Barrymore did whip it, and I don't know if she's done anything else since. No, that was that was interesting. Of course, Amy Heckling, Amy Heckling. There you go, clueless, one of the greats. Um, so there you go, Zijan. Have we concluded anything at all? No, I suspect, I suspect I, not. No, women can make great films. Women can make 
not so great films, but we should give women more opportunities to do both. Yeah, and I think I think I come back to, um, I guess what I was saying, don't just give them the women's films as yeah. it were. Like I think if there's a, on the one hand, I think yeah, if you're gonna have a Black Widow film, fine, have a female director, great, but let, don't yeah, don't limit them the, to that, just that. Exactly. Also, um, more films directed by people called Colin. I think I think they've been held back. <laughs> um, only about films about Collins, though. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it, yeah, the biopic of Colin Firth can be directed by I don't know Colin Hanks. Um, no, no, I'd like to see. I'd like to see a film directed by Colin Firth. I think he'd do a good job. Hmm. There you go. My conclusion from this segment about films directed by women is: give Colin Firth a chance. That's my. <laughs> Right. Let's talk let's talk about more women or specifically Kate Blanchett in our segment called Actor Factor where we talk about the films of particular actor and sometimes when we remember choose our favorite and least favorite. Yeah, you know why I chose Kate Blanchett? I didn't realize how little I know about Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite sad cuz she's a seven-time Oscar nominee. It's insane. seven times. Yeah. Really? She oh, is okay. and she won twice as well. She's won twice, yeah. The Aviator and Blue Jasmine, neither of which I've seen. Did she win for Elizabeth? No. 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 She was nominated for Elizabeth, I think. She won. Yeah. She was she won for play, playing uh, Catherine Hepburn. I believe she is the only person to win an Oscar for playing an Oscar winner. Yeah. I saw that uh, piece of trivia on Wikipedia good, as well, good, Colin. Good. I I've I've had I've I've had that stat in a quiz once or twice before. Yeah. Uh yeah, so well, I've not seen Blue Jasmine, although Simon keeps telling me to, and I've, I own it on DVD and one day I'll get around to it. Um Elizabeth was good. Um she brought a lot of power to that. Aviator, I thought, was one of uh, Martin Scorsese's best. It runs too long. But, um, and, yeah, I, I think Thomas, that's the one that uh, Leo should have got his Oscar for. Really? He was outstanding in that film. Yeah, he came up against um, Jamie Foxx playing Ray. He was also good, but I think Leo was a little bit better. Okay. Suddenly, suddenly I thought he was better than he was in um, in The Revenant. Uh, you must have seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I have, but she doesn't have much of a role to play in any of them. Uh, nor did she have. A, she had a bigger role to play in the Hobbit trilogy, though. Did she? I've only seen, I've only seen the first Hobbit. Well, I didn't remember. Didn't even remember that she was in it. But well, sure. at least she was doing some fighting in them. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but I do enjoy the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which I've mentioned before, much more than the Hobbit trilogy, which was not great. Have you seen? Have you seen them all? Yeah, I've seen them all. Wow. I've seen them all. Um, I one, can't believe I did that. I can't believe Peter Jackson dragged one small book, <laughs> smaller than one Lord of the Rings. Book uh, into three films. This is why I stopped watching after the first one. Yeah, I yeah. think you you did made, made the right choice. Really, <laughs> uh, I we both saw Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, she was a great villain in that. Uh, this, to be honest, she didn't get the script wasn't great to her, but she did a good job. Yeah, and I saw her in Cinderella, which I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. <laughs> Cinderella. Yeah, seen that. the live action Cinderella. I've seen that. Have what? you? What? What? Why? Why? Why not? It's a good film. It's Disney. Lily James, it's Kenneth Branagh. What's not to like? Uh-huh. I don't remember her being in it, and she, she wasn't on the, the IMDb list. Or at least I must have missed it. She, sure she was playing been. Lady Tremaine. She was the evil stepmother. Wasn't that Charlize Theron? No, you're confusing that. Oh, oh that's Snow White Huntsman. Huntsman yes. thing. Okay. Oh, there you go. I don't remember her being in it, but that was a good film. Wasn't I did it? enjoy that film myself. We, yeah. we had a great time. Yeah, it was. I think I've, I've got it on DVD actually. Lee James's waist was very small. I seem to remember there was a huge controversy about that at the time. <laughs> there, there, there was, uh, but <laughs> it, it, it was good. It captured a lot of the Disney magic. I think it started the whole renaissance of Disney live-action films, though, actually. 
Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I don't really like Kate Blanchett. I, I don't like, know why. As a person. Well, I, I don't know anything well, about her. Did, as a she, person, did she like as, as, take your spot I, in the queue or something? She um, she she did. She uh, she stole my shoes. Um, You're supposed to do, be doing this improv thing, Colin. Yeah, I'm, I'm off the clock. <laughs> uh, yeah, I always come back to stealing shoes. That's my that's my mainstay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just don't. There are some actors uh, that I just take against for no reason. Maybe it's because of the first few films I saw I didn't particularly enjoy. But um, she is very, very good, and I'm not there playing. I think she's credited as Jude, but basically playing Bob Dylan. Um, she is bad in Robin Hood, as is the rest of Robin Hood. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this Truth is the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, wasn't it? That's Russell Crowe Robin Hood, um, which I think I'm going to come. Yeah, that's my least favorite of these. Um, she was bad in Indiana Jones 4, actually, thinking about it. She was kind of this weird Russian stereotype. Um, I think maybe because the first few films I saw, I say, were, were I, I, just, I never really enjoyed Times of Mr. Ripley that much, although I know that a lot of you love it. Um, yeah, Monuments Men was kind of okay, very bland. Uh, Truth, no one really saw, but it was, um, I think Robert Redford played Dan Rather, who's a famous American user, and, and she was a journalist in it. She was pretty good, but it was a bit, it was a very kind of average film. Mm. So I'm going to say my favourite... I mean, it's got to be um, the first Lord of the Rings film, really. Yeah, it's a good film. And my and yeah, least favourite, Robin Hood. Mine's least favourite is well, probably one of the Hobbit films. Okay. <laughs> I can't be bothered to put, pick one. Uh, there you go. I have realised that I have not um, chosen an actor for next week, so let me do that off the top of my head. Um, mm, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a countdown clock where you need one. Yeah. Um, let's do Will Ferrell. Okay. There you go. No. I, see, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, this also means I need to think of a quiz topic whilst we're doing the quiz. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Um, we are quizzing this time on uh, the Oceans films. Um, yes. You are one up, I believe, for the year in, oh. the, in the quiz. Um, so go for it. This was very difficult to come up with questions for, by the way. I can't believe I chose this. But <laughs> question one, who played yep. the original role of Danny Ocean in the 1960 Ocean's Eleven? Uh, that was Frank Sinatra. That's correct. Uh, the original Ocean's Eleven starred five members of the Rat Pack. Name three of them. Ah, Frank Sinatra. Yes. Is it Dean Martin? Yes, very good. Uh, <laughs> 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 one more. What? Just the one. Just one more. Can I get like six, 0.67 points? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Uh, I would have accepted Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, or Peter Lawford or Joey Bishop. Ah, the not so famous ones. Sam- Sammy Davis Jr. is famous. The other two, are, yeah, not so much. Mm. Uh, question two: uh, In which of the Ocean trilogy films had the crew steal the Fabergé Imperial Coronation egg? Uh, I'm gonna say that was probably Ocean's Twelve. Yep. Excellent. I tell you, it's difficult to come up questions for these. Yeah. Uh, question two for you. Who played Willie Bank in Ocean's 13? Willie Bank. That's Al Pacino. It is Al Pacino. Very good. Question three. Yes. Apart from the 11 members in in the Ocean's 11 trilogy, name one of the other three characters who appeared in all three films. I mean, I don't know the answer. Um, I'm not, I can't think there was any. There must have been. Appeared in all three of them, but yep. wasn't in one of the eleven. Yep. Because I can think of uh, some who featured in two of them. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to say Andy Garcia. Yeah, I, I will give that to you. This is character is Terry Benedict. You're very kind. I know, right? Can you remember this when you? I will remember this when I when um when you get this next one wrong. Um, question three for you: Name any of the three casinos that were robbed in Ocean's Eleven. The uh, George Clooney one. Uh, there's something that begins with the letter B. Yep. That I place in. <laughs> uh, there's one that begins with the letter B, and there's something that begins. Uh, is that a magnum? No. Magnum. I'm going to keep guessing. The Bellagio, that's the one. Bellagio, very good, yeah. yes. You see, because you were kind to me, I will wait, I'll wait to accept your Magnum answer. <laughs> uh, question four. Which of the original cast members of the 1960s of Ocean's Eleven also made a cameo appearance in the 20, 2001 film of the same name? I wasn't aware that any of them had, so I will go with Peter Lawford. Nope, it's Andrew Dickinson. Great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> she's okay fine um question four for you uh which english football team features in oceans 12 was there one there was ah uh, is it wolves sadly no uh it's <laughs> arsenal i think the um i can't remember the, name, the actor or the character but the uh the, the small asian gymnast guy hides in one of their bags i think okay um so if you get this right then you'll win Question five. Name one of the two actors who are part of the original 11. Right. Who reprised their role in Ocean's 8. Well, I'm pretty sure there were three actors who reprised their role, but two of them were cut. Two of them were cut. There were two more who were in it. Really? Uh, Elliot Gould was one of them. Yep, that's correct. Hey, for the win. Uh, hurrah. I've still not seen Ocean's 8, but I'm seeing it in a, uh, in a week's time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I heard good things about it. Well, um, finally, for you, what is the nickname of the rival thief played by Vincent Cassell in Oceans Twelve and Thirteen? Uh, is that the Night Wolf? Uh, the Night, Night Fox doesn't matter. So hey, yeah, what is it? No, the Night Fox. Oh, it's close. Not far, not far off at all. Mm. Not far off at all. Um, next time we are quizzing on, and you you may be able to deduce where I've got inspiration from. Um, films about Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> there you go you see these, these improv courses are pay- paying off and gathering inspiration from my surroundings clearly <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it there have been so many um, and our main topic for next time is The of Incredibles course, 2 which Incredibles I've seen already because <laughs> Malaysia is way ahead of the UK yeah you, 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 already, you already told us that Adrian. <laughs> just no in one, case no one cares um Right, this is one of our few episodes that has gone under an hour and I'm going to go and watch the football. Bye.